Hi everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Soberland, a podcast where we discuss many things, including mental health and, you guessed it, sobriety. Um, I am your host, Lindsay Cowan. I am not a doctor, not a therapist, I'm not even a yoga teacher. I am a comedian and I'm almost six months sober. So I wanted to start a podcast to uh, share my experience with addiction and sobriety and also chat with friends and family and other comedians to talk about what's going on in their world um, in hopes that this may help someone. So here we go. I am excited to introduce our first guest. Um, If you know me, you know her. She's my very best friend in the whole world, Gabby Papazoff slash Bradford. (laughs) Um, What is your name right now? Um, I don't know. I'm in between. Yeah, Gabby just got married, so I don't know who she is right now. Yeah. Um, Legally, I'm still Gabby Papazov, but at my new job, I'm actually Gabby Bradford. But deep down inside, you're Gabby Bradford. (laughs) Living two lives. Yeah. Thanks for being here today. Um, How's married life? How's it going? Um, It's good. I mean... Things have been a little crazy in my life, but I think overall, like, being married has been fun. Yeah. Um, Is there anything different? Because you guys, like, live together already, so I feel like... Um, I think, like, day to day, not, like, really anything different, because we have lived together for a while, but um, I don't know. It's nice to just have, like, made that commitment, and we've been together, like, almost eight years, so... Damn. Yeah, so I think, like, it just feels good to make it, like feel more official and I don't know it's like something I can't really describe but it does feel different okay like a good way (laughs) (laughs) well that's cool um Gabby and I are going to a friend's giving tonight which I'm excited about what did you make Gabby Ooh, I made um hash brown casserole which is my favorite like your favorite (laughs) food in the whole world it really is because I grew up going to Cracker Barrel so oh they have that there yeah that's like I don't know if they, like, invented it, but... Well, no, because, like, I know they have hash browns there, but I thought, like, your hash brown casserole had, like, a lot of cheese and cream. Yeah, they have, they have hash brown casserole. Well, they have both at Cracker Barrel, so... Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... I grew up eating hash brown casserole, so... Oh. And I... Okay. Oh. We have... We also have a third guest. It's my dog, Truman, who... He's very sweet. He's warming up to Gabby. He's, like, serious anxiety issues. We'll have him on the podcast as a guest sometime. But he's, like, slowly warming up to Gabby and doesn't know what's going on right now, so... I think his anxiety meds are working. Yeah. He's less scared of me. It's it's funny. Both my dog and I started anxiety medication this week. (laughs) Yeah. These I'm are on, truly best friends. I know. I, I'm on Zoloft and he's on some dog stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll have a very zen household soon. Um, okay, well, thanks for being on. I For the first episode, I wanted to kind of like share my story with addiction and sobriety because I think it would really help like set a foundation for the podcast and kind of like, why I, I want to do this. Um And I wanted you to be the guest, Gabby, because you're, first of all, my best friend. Gabby and I met 11 years ago, the first day of college. Um, And she has really been with me throughout this journey. She's seen me at some of my low points, and she's seen me through my recovery. So I feel like more than anyone, she um, understands this and can kind of, like, fill in the gaps or whatever you want to do. So... (laughs) 
Um, okay, so I guess I'll get kind of started with my story. Um, I started drinking in like high school or college, and um, I basically drinking to like cope with social anxiety, which I think is why a lot of people drink. Um, I don't think I realized that, like that was my reasoning for doing it then, but like looking back, I, I was a really um, like introverted, shy kid, which might be hard to believe, but... Um, yeah, that is kind of hard to believe. <laughs> I know. I was really shy. And I, I like remember when I first drank, I was like, oh, wow. Like I like, I don't know, my anxiety went away and I felt like I could do things and say things. And I like had an excuse because I was like drinking, you know, like I could just be like, oh, it's the alcohol. That's why I'm acting like... I'm dancing on this bar. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely makes you do things you normally wouldn't. Yeah. So that's kind of like from the beginning, it was, it wasn't just like, oh, this is fun. It was like, I kind of need this kind of thing. So there was like an obsession with it. Um, And then my senior year of college, I got a DUI. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were in the car when I got it. It was awful. (laughs) I forgot you were in the car. But um, that was like, a horrible experience. I'd go to jail. Gabby had to like bail me out. You're such a good friend. Yeah. I had to literally like rummage through your room to try and find cash. Yeah. I was also a broke college kid. So I took like all the cash out of my bank account. Yeah. And then found like cash in your like underwear drawer. And I think I asked my roommate at the time, she contributed some. Oh my God. Like a team effort. (laughs) I think like the $500 we needed. Well, I think we were like both servers at the Olive Garden. Yeah, we so we had like no money. We weren't like rolling in the dough, but we somehow pulled it together. Have been like, I have to go work a shift real quick. <laughs> I gotta bail my friend out of jail. Can I have to work a lunch shift real fast? Yeah. yeah. So um, that was really hard because like there was a lot of financial stress that came with that. And like I had to do community service and take classes. And I had to get like the interlock put in my car, which like you have to blow mm, in to yeah. start. And I forgot about that. I don't know if you remember, but I didn't even have a car. They made me buy a car so I could get the interlock. Oh, yeah. It was just, like, a horrible yeah. time. And I just, like, was, and I was in school, and I, like, had no family, like, around. And I just, like, that, I definitely turned to alcohol then to deal with, like, coping with the situation. And I, like, that's when I started drinking alone, like, in my apartment, and, um, which is kind of sad. But um, I'm sure you're not the only person that I know. does that. No, I know. Um, but that's, I mean, that was definitely later on became a normal thing drinking alone, but that's when it kind of started, I guess. And, um, and then that's when I like met my ex who the one thing I'll credit him to is he (laughs) did help me get out of that situation. He like helped bring me out of it a little bit. Um, but he also, he worked at a brewery and so I was with him for four years. And so for four years, like my whole social life was like based around drinking and like going to beer events and like. That's and your relationship, I think, like... Yeah, it was about had, drinking. Yeah, I mean, like, your social life, yeah, hanging out with friends, but, like, in your relationship, just the two of you, like, you would go out and, like... Yeah, or, everything we did together yeah, was drinking, which exactly. was definitely, I think, uh, I can't blame him on that. It was, like, yeah. me, too. I mean, I love to drink, yeah. and so I was like, let's go to a bar, like, all the time, and... So I could see, like, at that point, my drinking was still, like, somewhat under control. It definitely was, like, a huge part of my life but I could see it progressively getting worse when I look back on it and um but by far the time when it got the when it started to get real bad is when I first moved to LA which is now uh, three and a half years ago and I'm actually had a breakup with this guy and I so I moved to LA and so I'm like 
in a huge city for the first time. I like lived in Florida my whole life. And so I like, I'm in this new place and this city and I'm going through like this breakup with like the guy I thought I was going to marry. And it was just like so much happening. And I was so once again, like overwhelmed and, um, like felt really alone too. Loneliness was like a thing that kicked in real hard then. And so I started like drinking, um, like every single night by myself. And, and I was like pretty broke because I just moved here. And I remember like I would do the thing at Ralph's, the grocery store. I would like buy the six, bo- the six yeah. bottles of wine. That was like my my jam. And I would go because you get like a, a discount when yeah, you buy you get it. them for like six dollars a it's bottle. It's so cheap. And so I would just like get a bunch of wine and like go through it in a couple of days and like get it again. It was just like doing yeah. bottles and bottles of wine. And like. And you would make. So Lindsay lived on. Uh, me and um, my husband's couch for so two weird. months. That's so two weird months. to hear you say husband. I know it is weird. <laughs> but uh, we let her stay on our couch because obviously I like pushed her to move out to LA. Um, I mean, you wanted to move, but I was like, you should definitely move out here. Yeah. And so I was like, sleep on my couch. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah. But you would like, like be like making us margaritas like every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like that was so much fun. But I think I also realized I was like, damn, like, I can't, like, I was like, because I don't, like, drink a lot of hard liquor to begin with, yeah. and so I was like, I don't know, like, tequila really, like, I feel like affects me differently, and I was, like, just picking, like, weird fights with Evan, and, oh, like, yeah. just, like, I was, he was like, like, he was like, I think you should stop drinking tequila, like, this is not you. <laughs> like, it was my fault. I know, no, but, I mean, it was, like, all of us were like, yeah, let's do it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you were, like, forcing it on us, yeah. but, yeah, it was just funny, like, thinking back at, like, I don't know. It was a fun time, but also, like, a weird time, and, like, looking back now, I could tell, like, how hard it was for you, you know, when you first moved here, and I think we tried to help you as much as we could with just, like, dealing with the breakup and everything, but... Yeah, and instead of, like, actually dealing with it, I would just drink, and so then that, like, that's not a healthy way of dealing with it, and then it lasts, like, the hurt and the pain lasts longer, so yeah, that was, like, for sure um, difficult when I first moved out here, Um, because, and then I started having the injury, the injuries. yeah. Um, I've had like so many injuries from drinking. It's insane. Like my first big one, it was like almost a year into being in LA. I was out drinking at a bar with friends and we were walking somewhere and I tripped and I like went flying and I like landed on my elbow and like shattered my elbow and I had to have surgery and I had like a metal plate and screws in there, which I'm, I'm actually getting removed next week because they're really bothering me now. So two years later I'm getting them removed, but there was the elbow, and then I've had a total of three concussions from drinking. I've had four, but the last one has was not from drinking. But <laughs> <laughs> I've had three concussions, and the second one was really bad. I remember I was at, like, a house party, and it was, like, five in the morning, and I was, like, wasted. And I was sitting on a kitchen counter, and I, like, popped up to try to get up, and I, like, my head went into the, like, overhang of the stove, and it just, like, knocked me out. Oh. And, like... I think most of my friends had left or, like, were wasted. And so, like, I just went to sleep, which is, like, not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But um, I woke up the next day, and it was just, like, whoa, something's up. And I slept for, like, three days. And then I went to the emergency room, and they're, like, yeah, you have a concussion. So, um, but that really, like, that was really scary because I felt so weird. Like, everything I did 
like made me feel lightheaded and dizzy and I just like didn't feel like myself and like it was really scary with like a head injury because it's like mm-hmm. you just all you can do is just like rest and heal and like I didn't feel, I feel like you were off for like six months yeah but yeah for sure I think I'm still off <laughs> but I mean at the beginning it was real I couldn't even like get out of bed but so that finally I was like maybe I should stop drinking <laughs> and so um that was when I got sober for like almost 30 days I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that like I actually like yeah. went to AA and got a sponsor and I was like trying to do the I'm whole very thing very proud of you yeah <laughs> yeah but then once I started feeling better a few weeks in I like missed drinking and I like told myself like oh I just like needed a break like I can control it now I just need like a good break Mm -hmm. which like even when I said it out loud I like knew that wasn't the truth like I knew I couldn't control it but I am glad that I did have that break because now it shows me like that I really am like powerless to alcohol like Mm -hmm. I can't breaks don't do anything for me like I, I it's either one or it's either like no drinks or a million like Mm-hmm. No, I can't do these like things like just drink beer or like take a break like yeah so that kind of like helped solidify that like yeah I'm an alcoholic <laughs> like so um I started drinking again and I like of course it like got just as bad or worse probably I think after that break and it was just like kinda... yeah I feel like for a while you were like doing pretty well in terms of like we would go out and maybe you'd have like one or two drinks, but then pretty quickly, like, in a couple of months, I feel like you were back to, like, where you were before. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was really sad. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, I was missing out on a lot of life, you know, because, like, like wedding, like, my brother's wedding, I remember, and, like, birthday, people's birthdays, and just, like, conversations with friends. Like, I, I'm there, but I'm not, like, present because I'm, like, so influenced yeah. by this I mean, I feel like, I'm not saying this to embarrass you. No, I know what you're going to say. (laughs) I feel like we'd have, like, multiple conversations. Or you'd tell me things multiple times and be like, oh, you're, like, already told me about this yesterday. Right. You already texted me about that. Yeah. And it's just, like, um, it never, like, made me mad, but it's just, like. No, I remember we would get in fights sometimes. You'd be like, you don't remember anything I said. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to get in a couple of fights. (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. Um, It's. It was sad. Like, one thing was really sad. Like, Christmas, I think it was, like, this last Christmas, actually. Like, my family, like, we're all over the country spread out. And so we finally all came together for Christmas. It was, like, my parents, both my brothers, my sister, like, my niece and nephew. It was the first time we'd all been together in, like, years. And um, we went to the Biltmore House in Asheville because they, like, decorate it for Christmas and Mm -hmm. thought it'd be, like, a fun thing to do together. And I just, like, ended up getting wasted and, like what like don't remember a lot of it I like got upset in a fight and cried with my brother and like just like a mess when it should be something like I should have like a memory that I'll like always have like with that trip and instead it's just like I like my mom gave my my dad's colorblind and so she gave him this gift like some like these glasses that help you see color Mm -hmm. and so we like saw color for the first time which like and I was just like yelling drunk like (laughs) like it was just yeah, so when I think, it makes me sad when I think, yeah. of, you know, about how much I just, like, was checked out for, basically. Yeah. Um, I also was, like, really depressed with drinking. Like, drinking made it a lot worse, and I would have, like, suicidal thoughts. Like, I never acted out on it, but definitely, like, thought of, like, ways and, like, mm-hmm. what, what, like, just basically wanted to hurt myself, but... Um, 
and I would, I think towards the end, I was like, especially I was like really putting myself in dangerous situations. Like I was just like getting in the car with strangers and going to places with people I didn't know and like walking late at night by myself from a bar or like, um, like losing my phone like every weekend. Lindsay literally lost her phone, I think for like a month or two months straight, like every weekend. It was awful. I was just like... I should have realized that was a cry for help. Yeah, it was so bad. But I somehow always got it back. Yeah. Which is like one time, like some girl emailed me and she's like, I have your phone. I was like, who are you? And I like meant, it was like, I always got it back somehow. But yeah, I was like constantly losing my phone. Um, and then like the last night I drank was kind of scary, which like, it's not even like the last night I drank was like, oh my God, like it's so bad. Like I need, like it was kind of just like, every other night but like I it was like a Sunday and I had drank like all weekend per usual like what I would do is like I kind of kept it together Monday through Wednesday because like I have a full-time job which I don't know how I kept that I was like hungover every day (laughs) but um like I'd keep it together like Monday through Wednesday maybe like would just drink at home and have like a bottle of wine and then like but like Thursday I would go out and then like Friday once I got off work it was like on it was like start drinking Mm -hmm. and I didn't stop until Sunday night when I went to bed and that was like how it was every weekend and um like I would like wake up at Saturday like and still be drunk and like go to a bar and start drinking <laughs> like, yeah it was you wake up like early too I know like you wouldn't even let yourself like rest I know like, that's like I'm a full-on alcoholic yeah. <laughs> like my friends would be like um I'm gonna sleep I'm like hungover I'm like <laughs> yeah. no let's party it was like I had a problem and like I mean, I, yeah, so, I mean, that's why we're here right now talking about this. But, um, so, yeah, the last night I drank, I was, like, I had drank all weekend, like, barely slept, and um, I somehow ended up in Skid Row with these two guys that, like, I barely knew. I met, like, maybe one other time before. And I, like, somehow got away from them, like, I don't know what happened. I was so drunk. But I ended up getting chased in Skid Row by, like, a bunch of homeless men. And I ran it's into terrifying. and I ran into a strip club, which I think is why we were down there is to go to this strip <laughs> club. And I was just like wasted in this strip club, and like I like remember even like the bouncers were like, "Whoa, Dan, this girl's drunk." Yeah. And I like somehow got home and in like an Uber, and like I woke up the next day with like an awful hangover as usual. Like, and I, I went to work, and I was just like trying to get through the day. I remember I went to like. CVS and got like Pedialyte on my lunch break <laughs> and I like ran into a co-worker at CVS and I was like oh, no. mortified I was like oh my god and so I just like basically just wanted to get through the day because I had this awful hangover but then like the next day I woke up with like a little bit more of a clear mind that was like wow like I don't know what it was something just clicked it's not even like that particular night and that's of those events that night it was just like I had had enough and I was just like if I don't stop drinking I'm going to die like and I it was like and I believe that 100% and um yeah so I was just like I need to stop for my life and um so I like didn't know what to do because like I, I had tried before and it didn't work and like I didn't know what to do but I thought of this lady this therapist that I had talked to on the phone like 10 months prior um, I just like found her online because I was like super depressed and um, we talked on the phone for like an hour and I like really remembered her for some reason because like she like didn't like charge me or anything she just like took the time like she really cared to like talk with me and hear what was going on and I like never met up with her um, 
But so yeah, she came to mind. And so I reached out to her through email and I was like, Hey, um, I know you haven't heard from me in a while, but like, I just, I really need to like quit drinking and I don't know how, like, can you help me? Um, and she was like, yeah, come in. And so I like went and talked to her and she was like, I think that you need to go to treatment. And I was like, what? Like, that sounds like really serious yeah. and really expensive. And like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like anytime like someone's confronted with that, you're like, oh, whoa, like, I don't feel like it's that bad. Like, I'm not but... like <laughs> selling my body for crack. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. but at the same time, it's like you need to help. So. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different levels of yeah. addiction and it's like, yeah. you, you need help. You don't need to be like, I don't know selling crack to have to go to re- like rehab <laughs> exactly. but um so I was like okay she's like I really think you really need to do this and so she gave me a couple options and one of them it was called Sanctuary in the City and it's like one that she like was associated with but I liked it because it like took more of like a holistic spiritual approach to recovery like they were really focused on like meditation and yoga and like group therapy like as opposed to just like watch this educational video and take this pill, like, yeah. girl interrupted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay. So I reached out to the owner of that, or, like, the guy that led that program, and he was like, well, we accept your insurance, but you still have to pay, like, $2,000. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and I guess this lady, she, like, knew him. I didn't even know she did this, or I didn't ask her to do this, but she, like, contacted him and was like, hey, like, can you, this girl really needs this. Like, can you please, like, do something to help her get in this? And I'm, like, forever thankful for this woman. Like, Mm -hmm. she saved my life 100%. And um, so he called me a few days later, and he was like, hey, like, whatever your insurance doesn't cover, like, we're going to take care of it. And I was like... amazing. I was like, shit, I have to go to this place now. (laughs) Yeah, so that's like pretty incredible if you think about that. Like, I know. I feel like, you know, I'm sure they didn't do that for everybody, and like, no, it was like the right time, like when you needed it. Yeah, so. and I don't think that that particular program is around anymore. It was like associated with this other program called Recovery Now. During the day, it was like a men's program, and then so Sanctuary in the City was at night, which I liked too because it was like designed for people that have jobs, so mm-hmm. you could like go to work and then come there. And that was, like, open to anybody. And so that's what I went to. It was um, for eight weeks. It was four nights a week. And so it was in Santa Monica, which I live in Glendale. So if you live in L.A., that's, that's like a, a track. It's in, like, an hour each way. I did that four times a week for eight weeks. Yeah. But that's, like, I was just, like, so committed to getting sober. I was, like, I'll do anything. Like, yeah. I'm going to die if I don't do this. So, um, and that really, like, saved my life. Um, like, we... I don't know, we, like, like I said, did, like, meditation and individual therapy, which I had never gone to therapy before in my life, and we did group therapy, which was really cool to, like, be, you know, talking with people that are going through the same thing as you, Um, and it just helped me, like, process my feelings, because it was, like, crazy, because when I was drinking, the only feelings I knew were, like, drunk and depressed, Mm -hmm. like, that's all I knew, and because I was, like, numb to everything else, and so when I got sober, I started, like, feeling basic stuff just like peace and happiness and like things like I learned like I was really fearful and like just Mm -hmm. like being thankful just like basic feelings like I was like a wide-eyed kid like oh my god this is so cool (laughs) like but it was like also sometimes overwhelming like how to process it and so I was just really thankful that I had that program to help me with that yeah and I think another like really cool part or just like 
I feel like that it was meant to be like for you was like that program literally ended like on your last session. Yeah. Like what? Like how crazy is that? I really like. Yeah. The fact that like they let you do it for free with like your insurance, and then like it lasted. Like it could have ended like two weeks before your your time was up, but it yeah, ended, like. Right, at your eight weeks, so... Right, like, me and this guy started at the same time, so we ended at the same time. They're like, yep, after after these two, like, after their last day, we're done. And, like, yeah, yeah it was... It was... Yeah, and I think it's... I was one of the first people in it. It was a very short program. I don't know why I didn't do well. I mean, it... Like I said, it, like, saved my life. But I feel like it was, yeah, almost, like, created and designed for me. Like, yeah, I, it was just <laughs> very weird. But, um, like, so... Yeah, it just, it was crazy with sobriety because, like I said, I was so depressed. But, like, probably, like, two or three weeks into sobriety, my depression went away completely. Which, like... That's amazing. That shows you how much of a depressant alcohol is. Like, that's how much it was affecting me. Um, My anxiety, on the other hand, has been a struggle because I was using this thing to cope with that. And now I have to, like, deal with it head on. And it's, like... It's been a struggle for sure. Like I've taken the things I've learned in that program, like meditation. I like that helps. I do a hike with Truman every morning and that really helps me. Um, I, like I said, I've just started anxiety medicine, so we'll Mm -hmm. see how that goes, but I'm just like learning how to cope with it. Like I am with all my feelings and. Well, I mean, at least you're like doing stuff to help yourself. And I think like, like, with anxiety, like, there's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, figuring out, like, what is the thing that works for you. And so it's great that you're even just, like, testing out a bunch of different things to see, like, what works. And so I think you should give yourself some credit for that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, I, I tried, like, <laughs> CBD, and, like, that really didn't do much for me. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I was never really into, like, smoking weed or, like, to begin with. Yeah. Like, I preferred other drugs. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I'm just, like, exactly, I'm trying to figure out what it is that fits with me. Because also with the, the medication, there she's like, oh, well, this doesn't work. We can try another one. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, like, I look at my life now in just, like, six months, and it's, like, I have this, like, one-bedroom apartment to myself in L.A., which is, like, pretty hard to do. Well, like, another... Yeah. And, like, if you see where... If you saw where I came from, like, I was living in basically... You're a, living on a couch. I was living, well, that was, like, when I first started. But then in, in L.A., I was living in, like, basically a closet. Yeah. In this... I was living in this lesbian couple that I found on Craigslist. <laughs> I was renting the smallest room in the whole world from them. And it was just, like, awful. I had, like, no space. And to go, mm-hmm. like, so think of, like, there to here. And, like, I got Truman, which is, like, I always wanted a dog. But, like, I could barely take care of myself. So I couldn't take mm-hmm. care of a dog. And I have a dog. And just, like, I don't know. I'm doing better at work and, like... I, like, physically, I feel better. Like, yeah. I've lost, like, 15, 20 pounds by doing, like, nothing. <laughs> like, no, I mean, you look really good. And Lindsay just recently chopped her hair off. Which oh, yeah. Which fantastic. I chopped my hair off and yeah. went blonder. And it just... <laughs> so, I mean, it, so when I look at that, I'm just like, why would I drink? You know, that kind of keeps me sober. Because, like, I still have those times where, I don't know, I'll be, like... I'll get down sometimes or, like, really anxious, overwhelmed at work. And, like, I just want to, like cope with drinking or like with social events like mm-hmm. the building up to it I'll have so much anxiety beforehand like oh my god it's gonna be so hard to drink and then once I'm there I'm like oh this is fine I'm just like hanging out with my friends and like yeah. doing what we're doing here um 
And yeah, like, it's not like you're at like a weird high school party where there's like peer pressure. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> drink, drink. <laughs> Which I almost had a fear of like that it was going to be kind of like that. Just with yeah. like people, like the people I thought, like I used to drink with the hardest are like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like everyone is so supportive. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I like, oh, and if back. you had friends that weren't, then that would show you right there, like, okay, those aren't really my friends. Yeah, so. no, but like, no it's one, great that, like, all no your one's friends, been like, yeah. you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's been like, you, we know you needed that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's been good, but um, it, it's still like, it, I hate when people are like, everything, like the movie's like, no, everything's great, but like, it's not, like, it's still really hard, right. and, like. Yeah. I mean, like, I went through, I've already gone through, like, a breakup in sobriety. Like, that was, like, that was really hard because, like, the old me, like, would for sure go to, like, drinking. And then mm-hmm. said I, like, dealt with it and, like, moved on and I don't know. And I, yeah. I, I proved to myself that I could date sober. That was, like, kind of cool. It just, yeah. so there's, like, I try to look at the positive with it, but it is hard. I think you should, like, give yourself a lot of credit for that because think about, like, how many years you went, like, like dating and stuff and like or going through things and you would like turn to alcohol to like deal with that kind of stuff yeah and so like the fact that you could like go through something hard like a breakup and be okay like you should like give yourself a lot of credit for that because that's like that's not an easy thing to do or go through yeah I don't know well thank you I'm just very proud of you I appreciate (laughs) it you have like been the most supportive person in my whole life you're like you're like the mom in Mean Girls, where she's like <laughs> videotaping them at the talent show. You're just like always cheering me on and like there for me. I am like that mom. But like, oh, one thing is, I'm really thankful that I got sober before your wedding because, like, I feel like I was able to like be there and like help you and like, like I was just like you know help you take the photos and yeah. like help you with whatever you needed. And like the old me would have just been like worried about when I'm gonna get my next drink and like all mm-hmm. that and like. Instead, it was, like, I felt like I... I just feel like I could be a better friend, a better person, and just... I don't know. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, like, Lindsay was my maid of honor. My maid of honor speech killed. It was awesome. Oh, my God. It was, like... (laughs) No, but you were, like, really there for me, and I really appreciated that. And I'm sure you still would have, like, if you were your old you, but I I think you wouldn't have been there as much, you know? Yeah. Um, Or maybe... You would want it to have been there, but when people are, like, inebriated, you know, you just can't function like, yeah. you're, like your normal self. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, like, it meant a lot to me, and that was such a special day, so oh, I'm glad oh, that... It was a great wedding. Yeah. You were beautiful. Uh, we're having a sentimental moment here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, basically, I think if anyone is struggling, like, it kind of, I don't know, it... I think for me, when I wanted to, to, like, I knew that I needed help, but I was like, oh, this is going to be expensive. I don't know what, like, what to do, where to go. I just, like, say, like, reach out to, like, me, reach out to anyone, like, that you know. Um, A lot of people love AA. I don't take advantage of AA like I probably should. I mean, I go sometimes to meetings when I'm, like, feeling, like, really tempted, but I, like, I mean, that's, that's always a great place to go to. So, um, I, yeah, I'd say, like, definitely reach out to someone if you need help and because people like I've learned like I said are really supportive like more than I thought so and I also think it's like I've heard people use this analogy before but it really like hits home with me 
talking about mental health or sobriety or whatever it is, it's like, oh, if you had a broken arm, you would immediately go to the doctor and pay whatever it costs to fix it. You yeah. Know? Because it's like, you have to. And I think people should take their sobriety or mental health or depression or whatever they're going through, like, just as seriously because it's, like, affecting you inside. Yeah, Just because sure. it's not, like, physically... I can't see it on your body doesn't mean that it's not important or just as important as like a broken bone. So I think it's just, and I get it, like not everyone has the resources or money, but Mm -hmm. just try and do whatever you can. And there's so many organizations or friends or family that I'm sure would help out and do whatever they can do to help you, you know, get there. And so I think just trying to like look at it through that lens and, taking it seriously like even though it's not something you physically see on your body it's like just as important yeah for sure I think that's true I think it's also awesome that people are now talking about it more that's just why I wanted to like be a part of that like people Mm -hmm. are like openly like I have a mental illness and and I'm working on it and like yeah I don't know we should talk about it It shouldn't be like taboo or like is that the right word (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know why that just came out but yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, I think, I mean, like, I struggle with a lot of anxiety. Maybe we'll talk about that yeah. some other time. But, like, you know, people that you look at and you think they have this, like, perfect life, it's, like, not, uh, most people have something that they're dealing with. So, it's, like, I think it's great that more people are talking about it because it makes everyone feel less alone. Mm-hmm. And I think you can have a lot more, like, healing and get through things when you don't feel isolated and you feel like there's a community that can support you yeah for sure well um thank you gabby for being here and supporting me me. um (laughs) we definitely will have you back to talk more about you i bet um yeah just for the first one i I felt like people would be like why is this girl starting a podcast (laughs) like i felt like i kind of should give some background as to you know what brought me here so thank you for supporting me in that and um We'll be back with more episodes. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.